by no one's demand but our own. And from our home office here in the Gulch in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, it is the 615 Sessions Podcast brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. My name, of course, is Buck Rising. I cover the Tennessee Titans for our benevolent benefactors at A to Z Sports, Austin Stanley, Zach Bingham. Make sure you're checking them out weekdays, streaming live on Periscope and Facebook Live, Nashville's on-demand sports talk show. Thanks to the boys for letting me do this cool little project. Not project, I mean, this is an established thing at this point, right? You You all are here for the party, I'm here to party, and Austin and Zach are just facilitating the party, so we appreciate them for doing so. Uh, today's show, uh, we have Jim Nagy. Jim Nagy is the executive director for the Reese's Senior Bowl, where a lot of these uh, pro prospects in the NFL, or getting ready to enter the NFL, looking to get drafted in the NFL, uh, a lot of these guys head down to Mobile, Alabama, where Jim uh, coaching staffs from one AFC team and one NFC team annually uh, get these guys ready, put them through the paces, try to install over the course of the week an NFL offense and see how they adapt to a, to a higher level of competition, see how they intermingle uh, with their fellow uh, prospective draftees. So Jim's going to join us. He had some, uh, some very complimentary things to say about the Titans draft class on Twitter, so I thought I would reach out to Jim and see if he'd chat with us. Jim's going to join us on the program. We're going to talk a little. This is probably the last draft conversation we'll have for a while because I've squeezed just about all the content I can out of it. The hockey team really screwed us all over in the content business because we got nothing to talk about in local sports. Uh, But Jim is an interesting guy, an informative guy, an informed guy, and one who has a very extensive background in professional football and the draft process. So, without further ado, Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl. Back here on the 615 Sessions, Buck Rising here with you, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Uh, very happy to have on the line Jim Nagy. He's the executive director for the Reese Senior Bowl. He was also part of ESPN's NFL draft coverage down here in Nashville, uh, former NFL scout. Uh, Jim's done just about all of all of the things that can be done across football, and we're very happy to have him. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, Buck. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be on. For sure. So, how did how did Nashville treat you uh, during the draft week down here? I know we're still recovering. Uh, I'm I'm honestly in a little bit of depression, if I'm being honest, Jim. That was one of the most fun fun experiences I've ever had in my life. No, I mean it was unbelievable. I mean, really overwhelming. We, my wife and I, drove up you know, like you said, to be a part of the ESPN coverage. And when we got into town, someone at the hotel checked in, um, told us they expected 300,000. And then five days later, we checked out and it was being reported on Sunday that it was 600. So um, amazing event. I mean, Nashville is a great city, no matter what's going on. But, uh, you know, the just the event that the NFL put on, it was it was amazing to see, uh, you know, what just the, the the marketing monster that the NFL is and what they've turned the draft into. It was, uh, it was really cool being down there on Broadway every day. We, we filmed our NFL live show with ESPN there at street level. And a couple of times I couldn't even hear myself, hear myself talk. For but, sure. Uh, it was, uh, 
it was a lot of fun, man. Nashville puts on a great party. Yeah, they we we really do down here. It's a it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty uh, big point of pride for us the fact that we uh, <laughs> we have the ability to get just as drunk as anybody else in the country at ten o'clock in the morning <laughs> during the NFL draft. You can follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Nagy underscore SB. Uh, and Jim, reason obviously other than your normal football expertise, reason I wanted to have you on is because you tweeted out earlier today we're taping this on Tuesday uh at Titans GM John Robinson quietly nailed the draft De- uh defensive tackle Simmons is top 10 talent wide receiver Brown should start early guard right tackle Davis is a high upside starter uh weak linebacker weak side linebacker long was one of the most instinctive downhill linebackers in the draft Vrabel will find a role uh for Amani Hooker and Edge Walker was a steal uh quietly nailing the draft is is a is a pretty big feat for anybody. Nailing the draft it is a huge feat for anybody, given what the unpredictable nature of the NFL draft actually is, Jim. So I was wondering if you could just kind of expand a little bit on how well you thought John Robinson did and why it was so important for him to get this particular draft right. Yeah, and for for all transparency, Buck, John and I started together. Uh, we we were started in new england the same year in 2002 um scouting so i've known john a long time but that's not why i tweeted that out and that's not why i think that so well, i appreciate your transparency up front that's <laughs> cool though i didn't know that yeah yeah so i've known john a long time and I've, I've really tried to be careful now that i'm on the other side of the fence you know out of the nfl i always felt like a lot of the media stuff is driven by who you were boys with and sure I told myself this, you know, when I when I came to the Reese's Senior Bowl, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to pump guys just because they were they were my friends or you know anything like that. But no, I think John really, I think he nailed it. Um, and when you work down through that list, I mean Jeffrey Simmons, I thought was a better player than some of the guys taken in the top five. Uh, really, a, you you put on the tape, he was a really easy guy to do. I mean, I think my ten year old daughter could have watched Jeffrey Simmons tape and told you he was a top top five top 10 pick sure uh really hard to move uh when he when he gets healthy off that acl he is going to be a cornerstone of that titans defense he's he's that kind of player really disruptive i mean it would have been he and quinn and williams are both uh really really good football players i thought they were you know the two best defensive linemen in the draft so you know and then you work down i mean aj brown lost a little bit of the 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 hype you know, as we went through the draft process to, to his teammate, DK Metcalf, after Metcalf ran fast with the combine. But if you just go back over their careers, I mean, it really was A.J. Brown the entire time they were in Oxford, who the, you know, who the player, who the who the best player was. Sure. And again, I and I think DK is a good player, too. Nothing away. But I think A.J. Um, it, it just feels like he was a more complete player. Yeah, more more complete player. You know, the only hesitation that you have as a scout is that there, that position has not transitioned well at the NFL level from that Ole Miss offense. When you look at the, you know, the Treadwells and, um, you know, going back through the lineage of Ole Miss wideouts, there hasn't been a great hit rate on those guys. So that would be the only thing, you know, as, as a scouting staff, that's where you really, really got to narrow in and be like, okay, where does – you know, what makes this guy different than the guys that have come out of there? But, uh, no, I think A.J.'s a big, strong receiver. And the good thing about a big, strong guy like that, a lot of those guys can't run real precise routes. And I think A.J. can, and he's good after the catch. So, um, you know, we could just go through the list. But I, I think they, every single guy they have fills a role 
And uh, again, I was, I was in New England with Mike Vrabel when he was a player and, and, and was in Kansas City when we traded for, uh, for Mike. And I've seen Mike be really hands-on with young players. I mean, even out at Pro Days this spring, um, watching what he does with those guys. So, you know, down you go all the way down the line. I would be really excited if I was a Titans fan about DeAndre Walker and what Mike Vrabel could do with a guy like that. Because I really thought watching DeAndre's tape in the fall he was going to be a second round pick um so to get him where they got him and like the sixth round fifth or sixth round i thought that was yeah thought that was one of the best value picks in the entire draft you know unfortunately injuries really can hurt guys in the spring and uh we we really wanted deandre at the senior bowl i thought again i thought he'd come down here and show up in one-on-ones and and get himself into the, the second round and uh you know he had to have sports hernia surgery he called me a week before he was really trying to put it off. And he called me the week before the senior bowl and felt really bad about having to bail and get that surgery. Um, so that, you know, that hurt him in the spring, but he's really a high upside player. And again, what Brable's going to be able to do with that guy should be exciting to Titans fans. What do you make of Mike Vrabel as an NFL head coach, Jim? I, he's Everybody loves the videos of him working out with these prospects at the pro days in the chess pad. It's something that we're intimately familiar here uh, with, with you know covering the team on a day-to-day basis. Mike is out there working these guys individually. He's bigger than most of them, in fact, so he, gives them, he definitely gives them their money's worth. Uh, but what have you made of Mike Vrabel as a head coach through, through the first year uh, of his tenure? Well, I, I, I thought it was a great hire by John when he made the hire. Um, you know, if you just go off that Patriots tree over the years, there has been some guys that haven't had great success. But I, if, I were in, if I were in the GM chair, Mike is a guy that I would have I hired for that position. I think he's the right guy. Just going back to his playing days, I mean, we signed him in New England as a free agent. And he's a guy that really cut his teeth in, in Pittsburgh as a special teams player and had to pay his dues. And, you know, Coach Belichick saw something in him as a, just as a special teams player, you know, spot role player, and uh, knew there would be an expanded role. And, you know, Mike came to New England, turned up, you know, turned himself into a, a really, really high-end player in the league. Um, so there's some self-made qualities to him as a player. And uh, he was always this one of the smartest guys on that team, which is saying a lot because we had a lot of smart players on that team. But, um, you know, so watching him on the field, like I said, we traded for him in Kansas City and watching him with young linebackers, just being a selfless vet and, you know, knowing that some of these young guys he was helping groom to take his job, that didn't phase him at all. He's like, he, he's really a really good hands-on coach. And when I knew it was going to be, when I, when I knew Mike was head coaching material, I was at Ohio State um, years ago, I don't know, what, four or five years ago maybe, and uh maybe a little more than that. And he was the linebackers coach at Ohio state. And I was watching tape with Brian Gudekinst, who's the, the GM of the Packers now. And, and Brian, Brian and I were sitting watching tape and in the meeting room across from us, there was like a partition up. So it was, you know, it could, it cut this meeting room in half and you could hear everything going on on the other side of the wall. And it was, it was Mike and his backers group. And uh, man, just to hear him run that meeting room and go through tape with his guys and just, listen to how he teaches football was really, really impressive. So I'd seen him on the field. I knew what kind of player he was. I knew what kind of, you know, the toughness that he would bring, but to hear him in a classroom setting and how he could actually teach football, that's when I knew that, that Mike was going to be a great coach. 
Yeah, I asked him because he he seems to love the teaching element of it. In just my my limited experience uh, with him here in Nashville, he seems to really really relish that part of the job. And I I was wondering from his perspective if there was a difference between the coaching of football and the teaching of football. And I I don't have his exact answer in front of me, but he was very expansive on why he believes it to be such an important part of the job and how how it kind of works hand in hand, even though, you know, I honestly, I thought he was just going to laugh at me. I know I know you've seen the look that Mike gets when he's just kind of staring through you uh, when you when you when you're talking to him. He's a he's a pretty intimidating dude, but I, he he was really, really expansive in his answer. Uh, and it's been really, really interesting to see how it's played out through the first year. Uh, and I know we're, we're all really excited to see what he's going to do uh, here in year two. Yeah, no, no question. No, he's he is. He's a great teacher. Like you said, he's got a really sharp tongue and, and no one's no one's immune to it. I mean, when I was scouting in New England, he'd walk by and, you know, make comments. You know, if you were wearing something he thought, you know, was goofy looking, he'd let you know. And he was the only guy that could shoot barbs at, at Coach Belichick and get away with it. And uh, again, that just kind of, you know, he's kind of, you know, he, he's got a lot of smart ass in him. But it's, you know, when it's it's coming from a good good place i don't you know he never rubbed me wrong with it i don't know thank thank god he's got a little smart ass in him honestly i'm just glad that he's interesting and willing to you know have a little back and forth with us as as the media those press conferences get so dull jim but i I gotta ask you on the way out of here one more question uh yeah give me your honest evaluation of mike vrabel's mustache (laughs) see they, I would. I saw him out one night in Nashville w- with John. We were at a we're, we were we were at a chair like a, a charity party one night, and I was so close to just give, giving it right back to him, you know, because I know that if if I was rocking a a seventies mustache like that, I know he'd let me have it. So um, I did get a, I didn't get a chance to throw it out there at him. He was he was busy talking to a bunch of folks, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, more power to him if he can. You know, he's. He's the head coach of the Titans. He's pulling it off, but not many people could pull that thing off. Oh uh, no, I am so here for the fact that he's leaning into that this year. It's uh it's real it's it's given us plenty of social media content to get us through the offseason. He is Jim Nagy, executive director for Reese, for the Reese's Senior Bowl. I did not have the opportunity to go this year, but I'm looking forward to making my first Senior Bowl uh, next offseason. By the way, congratulations. I saw that you on your Twitter account you had 93 of the guys that were Senior Bowl uh, attendees drafted this year, and that's an incredible accomplishment. Uh, so just yeah. wanted to give you props on the on the on the work that you did down there uh, to get these guys ready to go. I heard it was a, it was a tremendous success this year. Yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that. We had 10 first rounders this year too for the first time since 2011, and uh, come on down. And everyone in Nashville, I mean it. It's a uh, this is a great spot for a boys' weekend, you know, and it's a. I just saw I saw tickets for uh, hotel rooms in in Vegas next year for the draft are at the Hooters Hotel are nine hundred ninety nine bucks. I, I promise you, you can get a, a cheaper hotel room down here in Mobile for next year's Senior Bowl. So uh, come on down. I'm all over it. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Nagy underscore SB. Jim Nagy, kind enough to give us some of his time here on the six one five sessions. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. A lot of cool insight there from Jim Nagy, executive director for the Reese's Senior Bowl, where all these guys, well, most of these guys, a good majority, not I guess not a good majority, a solid contingent of NFL draft prospects attend the Senior Bowl, and Jim is one of the people, uh, in fact, he is the head person uh, in charge of getting this thing together for them, getting these guys ready to be pros. 
getting them involved with NFL coaching staffs and, and seeing how they measure up. Uh, guys like Nate Davis, who were able to stand out against higher-level competition from bigger schools, being that he was he came from Charlotte. That's that's where those guys make their money or lose money, depending on their how their performance goes. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting down to the Senior Bowl this next go-around. That's going to do it for us today here on the 615 Sessions. Make sure you are rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever it is that you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. We are everywhere that your podcasts can be listened to or downloaded. So make sure you are giving us those five-star ratings because remember, those four stars, they just make you a hater. Uh, many thanks to our guest, Jim Nagy, as I mentioned previously. Thanks to Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham of A to Z Sports. Make sure you're checking them out, 8 a.m. weekdays, Nashville's on-demand sports talk show, Facebook Live, Periscope, uh, and we are available anywhere that digital media can be consumed. So I appreciate the boys for helping me put on this fine little podcast. Uh, coming up on Thursday's show, Adam Vingen, we're going to change things up a little bit because now we're into May, right? We're into May. Things are down in the local sports scenes. The hockey team messed up for everybody uh, just in terms of content because we're all desperately looking for something to talk about that's sports related that you all will care about. So the hockey team shot everybody in the foot when they exited early in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. But Adam Vingan, uh, who covers the Preds for The Athletic, one of my buddies, we're going to have a long form, not a long form, probably 30 minutes. We're going to have a discussion about the access uh, that we get to the Titans and to the Predators, the differences, the similarities, how it could be improved upon, because the access is something that's come up over the past couple days. I know I've complained about it. I know you all are tired of hearing us complain about it. So I figured this would be a cool way for you guys, or at least a different way, uh, for you guys to get a behind-the-scenes look uh, at what we, as media members, do here with the two local professional uh, sports teams, the Preds and the Titans. So Adam Vingen coming up on Thursday's podcast, next Tuesday's podcast. I'm already thinking ahead. Jim Wyatt, the great one, TitansOnline.com. Jimmy will join us, and we will have a few more guests to follow as they get confirmed. So if you like Adam Vingen, if you like Jimmy Wyatt, if you like Jim Nagy, if you like Rashawn Evans, Kevin Byard, uh, who else have we had on this damn podcast? Joe Rexroad, Teron Davenport. The list goes on and on and on and on. Make sure that you are getting all of those interviews in our archives, which you get as soon as you subscribe. That being said, I'm Buck Rising, reminding you to stay hot, Nashville. We'll talk to you Thursday, right here on the 615 Sessions, presented by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.